Welcome to the Superconscious Success Podcast, where Jen and her Superconscious Success family co-hosts bring you valuable content each and every week on topics relating to manifestation, spirituality, and most of all, using your superconscious to manifest success in all areas of your life. Now on to today's episode. Hey there, Superconscious Success fam. Just before we get into the interview, this is just a brief message. Uh, this is actually a recording of the 2021 Superconscious Success Summit interviews. If you do want to check out the introductory for all of the guests, then you can go across to our Superconscious Success YouTube channel where you'll be able to find all the introductions. These particular podcast interviews will be the interview only. Okay, thank you. Now let's get on to the interview. Hey there, Superconscious Success fam. Welcome back to another incredible interview. We are going to be talking to Julie Reisler today. And if you have not yet listened to her um, introductory interview on YouTube, then head across to the Superconscious Success YouTube channel and check that out. She goes into her story as to how intuition and listening to the heart really helped her to, to get through struggles that she had when she was younger and also to um, really help her progress in business and in her personal life. So, hey, Julie, how are you doing today? I am good. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me on as a guest. I love yeah, I'm so excited to be having you here because as we were discussing in the introductory um, interview, uh, intuition and you know, listening to the heart and doing everything from the heart really is a passionate topic of both of ours and um and my intuition guided me to get in touch with you and i'm so grateful that i did so uh, we're going to start off by asking how as a spiritual entrepreneur how is it that we actually get to our heart's desire oh that's a great question um okay so first of all, I'd recommend to anyone listening, I'm a huge, huge fan of anything by HeartMath. And this mm -hmm. is an organization over the last 30 plus years that has studied what's called heart intelligence. So just to like put that out there, I'm just sharing uh, anything by HeartMath. What the research has found is that, you know, we access information around us and it actually comes through our heart first, mm -hmm. then travels to our head and gut and then back to the heart. So ways to connect um, is, first of all, adding any kind of stillness to your life, whether you call that meditation, intentional breathing, it's got to be a must. You know, it's mm -hmm. got to be some time of, of, of just slowing down and getting silent or meditating in whatever way works for you. Um, the way that I was doing it myself and then have learned with heart math is called the heart lock-in or just connecting to your heart. It's super simple it's free we all have this ability and so you know it really starts with putting a hand to your heart connecting first of all to your heart feeling that energy um slowing your breathing down and then tuning into the qualities of your heart so not just thinking them this is the difference we want to drop down go down the 18 inches from your head to your heart mm -hmm. and start feeling those qualities of appreciation, of care, of gratitude, of compassion. So to prompt those, for some of us, it might be like, that's nice, I don't really feel it. So you might want to even create a little story bank or idea bank of what helps you to feel that. So thinking of your pet, of your spouse, of your partner, of your child, of your best friend, of your, your favorite memory of being in nature, the minute you'll know, you want to bring in any of those memories or those feelings. And once you have that feeling, 
it's kind of like that locking in, that keying in. And what happens is we know scientifically it shifts you into heart brain coherence, which is when you have heart rate variability and it helps with being in a state of more kindness, less judgment, mm -hmm. and there's real effects to that. Um, the next step would be to tune into your heart and start to use that connection and, and ask it intuitively for information to tap into your heart intelligence. So that's kind of step two, but first would be just starting to get that connection and doing this every day. It's two to three minutes. That's all. Yeah. And so you would recommend like when we're getting in touch with our, in touch with our heart is because I know myself, I do, I do meditate a lot because I find it centers myself and I do a lot of heart meditation where you really connect with it. But I have had some people that have said that they can't, because when I, when I connect, um, there's that real intense feeling in the heart. It's like this overabundance of joy. It's just like this, this almost an explosion, but that doesn't happen for everybody. And I've had people that have said, how do I get to that state? And I love your, I love your idea of creating a story bank so that you can actually go back and you can start to think of good memories or, or things that really light you up. And so, like you said, I often say to them, look, think of your pet. Pets are one thing that um, I've, I've got two dogs and I think of them and my whole face just lights up because they're so adorable. Um, so is there any, um, any techniques for people that are really struggling to, to really connect with the heart and to have that feeling of joy that, um, that we so, so desire? Yeah, I think one is to be kind and compassionate and not put pressure on yourself. Yeah. Um, when I know I'm especially imagining many who are listening probably fall into the overachiever category mm -hmm. or the, like I'm a doer and I want to, I want to feel this way. That has that pushing energy. Yeah. We want to be in a receptive energy. Some of it think of it as masculine and feminine energy. You can call it whatever you want, but to receive, to be in that state, it's not about making it happen. And so this, this, you want this to be as, as much of a natural process as possible. So, you know, it could be really simple. It's just, we want to get into that emotional state, those emotions in motion in your body, those energies in motion. So, you know, for me, um, just like thinking about my, my kitty or, you know, the beautiful sunset or sunrise that I saw or um, that feeling when I've gotten, you know, a note from someone that's really loving or when I look at my son in his eyes, right, or my daughter yeah. and it's, oh, I just feel so grateful. So it can be anything. You could also, frankly, a great one is to tune into your body, tune into your heart. Just take a moment. Yeah. Your heart yeah. is beating all the time on your behalf. It is never asked you for anything. You've not paid for it. It is a given. And you yeah. could even tune into, oh my God, I have a heart that works or lungs that work or a brain that works. And that's pretty amazing in itself. So that alone, if you know, when in doubt, go inside and find a part of your um, functioning, your body or the way that your, your life is just happening. Most of it autonomy, you know, without you having to think about it, that's a great place to start. Absolutely. And when you look at when you look at our bodies and you look at how amazing and what a miracle it is, because all of these organs, they function without us actually requiring anything. And yeah. so I think that's a great one because many of us don't tap into that. We don't recognize how how powerful our bodies are. And and this is why we say that gratitude is so important, because if you can find things to be grateful for, 
you can always tap into that heart energy um, yeah. because the, the whole act of gratitude is coming from, from within. It's coming from the heart. So, so when we talk about that and then we talk about intuition, can you go into what intuition is and how we might be able to start hearing the messages that are actually coming from source? Yeah. I mean, the other thing, just to go back for a minute is, mm -hmm. you know, we know that our brain really can only focus on one thing at a time. Yeah. Um, so if you're, if you do make it a practice to focus on those qualities of your heart of gratitude, appreciation, whatever that, um, you know, that those emotions that put you into that state of alignment and flow and connection, it's hard, you're going to be focused there. And of course we know what you focus on expands. So yeah. a great way to change your state or feel more in flow is to go into your heart energy. Those, that natural feeling of appreciation. So that is one piece. Um, intuition. Look, we all have intuition. Mm -hmm. It to me is one of the biggest gifts. It's one of the most, um, becoming more highlighted, but I really think this is something that should be taught when we start in school and yeah, on our way. Absolutely. Up. There's a wisdom that you and I and everyone listening has, and it is different from all of us. I think I was sharing with this with you. I have a really lovely, um, it's a free assessment and it helps you to, to really tap into your dominant type. But I kind of look at it as, you know, you typically have a dominant type. Some of us have more than one. Um, I know the more that I've been practicing this muscle, I have all four at mm -hmm. this point. Um, but it's, you know, think about, so I would just say, I'd ask anybody to sort of think in your past, a time when you had a knowing or a sense or a feeling about something with absolutely no logical reason for knowing that. Um, yeah. You know, I had an, a, a sad one, but it, it was um, my, in my first marriage, I was pregnant and I woke up, um, goodness, it was probably really early in the morning. My whole body went cold and I heard and I heard the voice um, that the baby was gone and I felt in my body cold. I felt it. And I just sensed this. I knew it. Now, I didn't go to the doctors for another four weeks. There was no reason mm. to, to know this. And, and that is what happened. It had, it had left my body. It had stopped, you know, breathing, living. It, 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 that entity, you know, died that exactly around that time because they could see looking at the development. And there I've many, many more stories. That's a little sad, but you know, it was helpful because in the in the grieving process of that, you know, I could tap into, wow, I'm so grateful that I have this this knowing that does work. I think the yeah. thing that can be challenging is sometimes what happens is that information we get, while it, you know, the quality of intuition in my humble opinion is usually very calm, very quiet, very has a lot of truth to it. Sometimes that information can be hard to handle, like, for example, that miscarriage or when I, you know, woke up in the middle of the night and I heard a voice that said, you're not okay in this relationship and this marriage. It's not always easy to listen to it. However, I do believe that as you start to trust it and track it and really live by it, it's always for your highest good. And, and that has helped me to take some tough, make some tough choices because I just knew and I did enough time not listening to it. So one activity is to have, if you're listening, go back and check out, just think about a couple of experiences where you had that knowing or sense for no logical reason. And what did you do? Did you listen? And when you did, what happened? And when you didn't listen? Um, yeah. And that can be a lot of very powerful evidence. 
Yeah, because I think we live a lot of our life in resistance. And I think that we resist that intuition and we resist those voices and the voices are coming through because our higher self is always trying to talk to us. It's always trying to guide us on the right path. But sometimes we don't listen because we, we think it's too hard or we think I, I can't possibly go through that because like I said, it's not always, the messages aren't always what we want to hear. But what, what are some of the, the dangers of not listening to that intuition and, um, and just ignoring it? Because I know that it, um, it can really change the direction of your life. Yeah, yeah. And I would just, you know, I would actually first say to anyone, to everyone listening, to really think for yourself, go back and look at when you listened, when you didn't. For me, I started to yeah. track it and look at it and I thought, oh my gosh, you know, I wouldn't say it's a mistake. I have my beautiful children, but like I had an intuitive sense about the person I first married, that it wasn't the right fit. I did not listen. Now it could be more extreme. And I believe this is where health issues come in. Uh, a lot of times we yeah. do get messages and, you know, I heard it loud and clear with my thyroid, my adrenals. I mean, I, I actually heard before I did, um, we did, un, you know, consciously uncouple, I heard very, very clearly if I did not leave that marriage, it was not energetically a great place for me. I, I heard, you know, Julie, you're not going to be here in five years. And I heard how that would happen. And I was like, oh, wow. I'm not, yeah, I was like, I'm not, I'm not doing that. I'm here for a reason. I think, you know, so it can show up as little hints. It can show up as little signals or little voices or sensations, or, you know, even in our dreams or a, a hearing or a knowing or a feeling or a sense. Um, the, the thing is, I think it's important is to find support so that you're not doing it by yourself, that you can have account, you can have support with whatever is coming up. And, and honestly, I think, you know, it can come up with our health. It can come up with choices around career. Um, I took a job. I remember this. I lived near DC. I worked for somebody who's very well known and um, on the Hill and worked with the former president. And I just, my instinct was like, no, 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 no. Don't work with him. Yeah. Um, a good person, but like, Frankly, not a good fit at all. Um, had a temper and just it was oh, okay. always changed then, since then. But I ended up having nightmares. I mean, some serious nightmares. And after three months, I left. So it wasn't the end of the world. This was in my early 20s. But had I listened, I wouldn't have gone to work there. You know, and I think yeah. sometimes this, unfortunately, I mean, sadly, this can really be, you know, it can affect your life. I know people that have, you know, lost you know, had a sense about something going on in their body and they didn't listen until it was too late. Hopefully that never happens. But, you know, it could also come out with taking the, you know, this, the route you don't usually take home because the other route, there's an accident. I mean, I just today trusted implicitly, which means sometimes, you know, it takes a lot of courage. It really mm -hmm. does. Um, but it's important to build your muscle like any muscle. And I think tracking it and looking at the evidence is a great way to do it because then you're seeing your own life patterns. You yeah. don't just take my word for it. It's like, where do you see this in your own life show up? Yeah, exactly. And I know with myself, with intuition, um, when the times that I'm quietest is when I will actually receive all of the messages. Um, you know, I could be driving along. And so the interesting thing is that if I'm driving along and I might have music or something going, but then all of a sudden I'll get this, this little voice, voice in my head saying, turn the music off. So then I'll turn the music off. And then all of a sudden all the downloads start coming. And it's almost, it's almost like they're saying, okay, we want to talk to you. Um, but we need you to be quiet and we need, you know, we need you to hear this. And it's interesting once you start doing that, 
and you start really listening to all of those messages. Like you, I, um, I don't know if you, you said you had an autoimmune condition. Um, I got diagnosed with Hashimoto's, um, you know, about 10 years ago. Yeah, just over 10 years ago when I got adrenal burnout. And, um, and I didn't listen to my body and I didn't listen to what my intuition was telling me. And so then I ended up with, with Hashimoto's. Um, and I think, as you said, when it comes to health issues, being able to tap into that intuition and recognize when you're trying to be told something. Um, you know, I took three months off at the end of last year just to focus on, on spiritual growth and on um, my health because my intuition was telling me that was something I needed to do. But it's not always easy, is it, to hear that um, and, to, and to listen to some of those messages. Now, um, so we've got meditation. Meditation is a great way and stillness and mindfulness. Um, are they, are they the, the best techniques that we can use to tap into that intuition? And we talk about trust and trusting in the universe and trusting in, in source. Um, so can you expand a little bit more on that for people that maybe don't really know how they can go about doing that? Yeah, I would, um, and I'm, I totally feel you. I also have Hashimoto's. I think it's um, completely related, actually. A lot of women, a lot mm. of women and clients I work with have it. And I think it's connected to speaking up your voice and your throat chakra. Yeah. And that's what my body told me. It's why I wear a lot of blue. <laughs> um, <laughs> intuitively, I was wearing a lot of blue and I was diagnosed also 10 years ago. But going to your question, I think that um, there are a lot of ways to really, to nourish, nurture um, your, your intuition. Uh, stillness, really, really important, like quiet, tampering your stress response, getting you into that state of quiet, meditation, um, various forms. I don't think, I personally am big into transcendental meditation. Yeah. I like quiet with the mantra that works for me. I do that usually one to two times a day. I think, you know, finding any practice that can just, there's so much research on there. It's, it's not even funny, but look, I, I really, this is my belief that, you know, just like we have ourselves in physical form. I think there are um, beautiful beings of light that are not physical and not, yeah. and, you know, not in the, in, in the ethereal realm that are full of guidance. Um, you could call it spirit guides or light or, you know, higher self connecting to other frequencies. And I, I think um, a lot of that connection comes, I know for me, um, you know, I'm a huge fan. I've actually interviewed her. Laura Lynn Jackson, who's a medium, well-known medium, wrote a book called Signs. And she talks about signs and really tuning in, being aware, being awake. I get a lot of them on the road, but they can come through in numbers, through electricity, through, you know, coins, feathers. Those are signs. Yeah. And so I think one of the ways to tune into that communication, to me, it's a you know, getting um, guidance, support. I really believe this is a very loving universe with a lot of support. And I'm kind of mm -hmm. like, hey, you want to support me? I'm all game because I don't want to do this show myself. Mm -hmm. And I keep track of it. I keep a little, I'll show you a little, little booklet right here. And I keep yeah. track of those signs. I keep mm -hmm. track of the signs. That's one thing is keeping track of the evidence, the synchronicities, the things that happen that are out of the blue that are like, whoa, I was just thinking of, Pam and she just called me and like those are not to be forgotten. Um, they build our muscle. The other is intuitive journaling. And one of the techniques that actually I've gotten from HeartMath, I, I had done this before, but I love their freeze frame technique. And you can see this on their 
HeartMath Experience film is you brain dump whatever's going on in your, in your mind that you're fearful or scared or doubtful of. Go within two, three minutes of just breathing, connecting to your heart like I showed earlier, and then ask your heart or ask your intuition the same question very succinctly yeah. um, and notice what comes up. The other thing I do in the morning sometimes, not all the time, is just you know kind of tune in and just ask like higher guidance, higher self. Um, I'm fully aware, awake, and open to your to your support and wisdom. Anything like that could help me today in showing up as my best self and just see what comes up. Don't edit. It's unbelievable. I've been doing this a long time. Again, not every day, but a lot. And it's very, very, it's, it, it, it sounds very different than what I would have written if I just sat down and kind of wrote what was in my mind. And, and there's evidence and, and, and research around this because we're getting information from our heart versus the head first. And it's a different type of it's a different type of wisdom and intelligence. It just, it's, to me, it feels more of a higher frequency. Um, yeah. And so I'm a fan of anything that can has you, have you see these um, beautiful, the beautiful guidance. And then I actually map it out like in a mind map, like a tree. Um, I map out when I listen and take action, what happens. And I have this beautiful tree over the last seven years of what's happened in my career because of listening. It's really incredible. And I think that's a really great idea that, that we can do to, to be able to really cement and trust that intuition is, is so beneficial to us. Um, you were talking before about um, how, you know, intuition can show up in dreams or, you know, people calling you out of the blue. And I've got a very quick story that, that I wanted to sort of like tell about this where um, I was actually living in Melbourne. So I was in another state to where I am. Am. And one of my best friends and I had fallen out um, years before because um, something to do with um, my wedding and all sorts of stuff that went on. So we kind of had a falling out. I'd moved to Germany for two years and then um, come back and moved to Melbourne. And all of a sudden I had a dream one night that she was in a car accident. And I remember waking up crying and we hadn't spoken in years. And I was, I just had this inner feeling that, you know, that something was, was sort of like going to happen. And literally I went from upstairs, downstairs, and all of a sudden I got a phone call from her and we hadn't spoken in years. And so we spoke and she says, I just called, I just called your nan and um, she gave me a number and, and all of this. And she rang up to to apologize and to ask for forgiveness for, for something that had happened. And, and I think that um, it can show up in dreams. And I was, I was just spun out because back then I wasn't really, I didn't know that I was an empath back then. I just didn't quite understand why, why I had all of these, these emotions and these feelings and, and why I was always taking other people's people's things on board. So, um, so that's how it, how it can also show up in your life. And um, I find butterflies are signs from, from my angels that, um, that they're around. And um, so whenever I see a butterfly, I, I look at it and go, it's going to be a good day. I just know mm -hmm. it's going to be a good day that, you know, source is trying to get a message across to me. And that's when you know, okay, time to tap in and time to listen. So fantastic. 
Excellent. So, um, can you explain a little bit about Mother Earth's CTA for spiritual entrepreneurs? Yeah, I love it. Yes. <laughs> well, look, here's the thing, and this is oversimplifying, and I, I am not an expert in quantum physics or in energy, yeah. but we are all made of energy. We know that. Everything has an energy vibration quality um, to it, a cadence, a um, you know, you can measure it, right? That mm -hmm. energy. And, and I, you know, my understanding, my belief about Mother Earth is it's a living, breathing, so to speak, very dynamic, powerful, wise energy entity um, that I look at as like, <laughs> it's, it's the giver of life. If you think of a mother, I think of it yeah. as like the mother of all mothers. I mean, giving, supportive, loving, receive, you know, all of that. And I really feel that part of what we're in right now, I mean, if you look at the history, the last couple thousand years, even just now, if you're listening, you're alive right now. So, you know, mm -hmm. we're in this time of shifting from the Piscean age to the Aquarius age, which is much more about, you know, that air sign and enlightenment and being lighter and being more connected. And I think of consciousness and, you know, our thoughts and beliefs, all of that lives in a higher plane in that airplane. And, you know, to me, that Mother Earth, you know, call to action is for especially spiritual entrepreneurs, who frankly, if you identify and categorize yourself in any way entrepreneurial, to me, that means you're willing to, you know, you're willing to, to, to go on a, go out on a limb, to be courageous, to take risks, to make an impact with others, to do yeah. something that be, not the conventional way to go out of the box, to try something new. And anyone in that category, we're all being called upon, I think, to share our own inner, you know, light, calling, purpose. And I believe that direct link to that is your intuition, is your heart intelligence. And to create a shift, I mean, there's actually research on, I think it's something like 1%. If you had 1% of the population meditate and focus on a positive intention, you could literally shift the collective, you know, vibrational consciousness. So I don't know who's going to organize that. I'm part of it when it's being organized, but we can, each of us think about it, that ripple effect. If, if you and I and everyone listening does our part, does your part to tune in, to, to trust, to live from that space of, of connection, collaboration, community versus competition versus the old archaic frankly, patriarchal ways of being, you are starting to raise the level of energy and that consciousness and that vibration. So each of us matters, each of your stories, each of your light, each of your calling. Um, I believe whatever you feel called to do in your heart, there's an equal match and need on the other side. I've seen this over and over again with myself. I've seen it with others that I've worked with. And so you know, our, our CTA right now is to trust and to take care of her and to take care of ourselves and to, you know, think really carefully, be mindful of choices. How and what are you eating? How are you nourishing your body, your mind, and your soul? And I think that's the bottom line is that nourishment. And are you doing it with love? In the end, the energy to me of Mother Earth is love. Um, I think the universe is love, is that frequency. And so, if that's the if that's the energy, then it's really about how am I treating myself? How am I ingesting, nourishing, taking in life from a space of love? And it doesn't mean perfectly. It just means let's get a little more aware and support one another to do that and support others to to succeed and expand, knowing there's an abundance. So if there's a lot of shifting that I think needs to happen, but 
anyone listening is in this category because you wouldn't be here. You wouldn't be yeah. attracted to this. So that to me, it's, you know, everyone shining uh, in a way that's going to add to the collective shift of, um, of abundance consciousness of a different type of mindset. If you or anyone has read A Course in Miracles, I am not as- oh, I love expert. A Course in Miracles. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, it's the basic belief or explanation of a miracle is a shift in perspective. And I think that's what's being asked is a, is a miracle, but a miracle is, you know, not out of our reach. It's just shifting how we see ourselves and others and the world and remembering there's always enough to go around. Just look at nature. Shows yeah. it all the time. And talking about A Course in Miracles, I actually have a program that I'm collaborating with somebody on called Your Spiritual Shift, which is actually based around A Course in Miracles. Um, but it's in more layman's terms, I suppose, because it's a very intense course that um, can take years and years to, to be able to really tap into. Um, but this is why when you talk about us all working together to, to help with the universal consciousness and to help with Mother Earth's call to action, um, this is this is why I built Superconscious Success because it was a platform for for people to get together and to really start to collaborate and expand and and you know there's no such thing as competition and the sooner we recognise that um, working together is is the ac absolute goal as opposed to working against each other then we can achieve so much more and, and working with spirit. I believe is um, is the real goal to is the real um, key to success when it comes to business. So, I love that. I love I love how you how you describe that, and um, and I think that we are all here to to help to expand that universal consciousness. Yes, yeah, so beautiful. I think the last thing I would just add, if it's okay, is that yeah. working with spirit. You know. I think sometimes I forget this and I, if I could say this is my humble opinion, but you know, all of us are, are aspects of the divine. Like yeah. that spirit energy is you, is me. Yes. So exactly. we're just individuated expressions or, you know, unique expressions. But when you get that, why the heck would there ever be a beautiful universe that has, it, it doesn't make sense to have limited resources or lack or competition. It doesn't even, you know, I look at nature, it's like, it, it doesn't even express like that. So to me, nature is one of the biggest teachers. I really, really, when I walk, I look at trees, I look at, you know, they don't fight for competition. There's like tons of tall trees and they're all doing great and sharing roots and nutrients. It's, so to me, it's like remembering that, that spirit, that beautiful essence is you is me is everyone listening it's are you still enough to tune into that are you quieting down enough and not being crappy to yourself if you don't do that but just yeah. you know, try again so just yeah because i think i think that as we as we go through life we've been so accustomed to listening to what our ego is telling us as opposed to listening to what our higher self is telling us and so I think that's where we, we kind of um, get stuck. But in the, same, in the same respect, like you said, you know, go easy on yourself. Don't, don't be too hard on yourself because this is a skill uh, that takes a little while to, to learn. And it's about practicing over and over and you will start to hear those voices. But that quietness and recognizing that we are all abundant and whether we have an overflowing bank account or or not we've got to remember that our our belief systems play a major role in that and 
And so just listening to what Julie just said about going out in nature and recognizing the abundance in nature, the forests that I go through um, on my walks with my husband, there's an abundance of trees and birds and ducks and you name it. And so just recognizing that, you know, that they all work together as part of our cosmos, as part of our universe um, to provide us with oxygen and to provide us with, with everything that we need to be able to have that beautiful, beautiful um, scenery out there. So focusing on, on the abundance we have in this world um, will change your perception of, of what's available. So I love how you just said that. Um, and finally, what I, what I do want to go into is, um, can you go a little bit into the School of Sacredology for me? I'll yeah, so know about it. <laughs> the quick story, this is why y'all, this is definitely, I'll, I'll try to make it very quick, but this, this is a total intuitive download slash uh, experience program. So yeah, the, the long short of it is, uh, about two years ago, you were talking about the dream about your friend. I was driving with my kids home from the beach. We were going to the house we were staying in and um, I just had this weird feeling. I looked up and on the sign, uh, it was one of those electric signs, like two for one margaritas is a beach town. And I saw the sign went black and all I saw was it said, call Ron in big green letters. I kid you not. Now my dad's name is Ron. Okay. And I had a very visceral reaction. My instinct was to look down at my dashboard. I'm very much into numbers and the meaning of numbers. And it had the let the numbers 18. That's how many miles I'd gone. It was 1800, which is also, also connected to life. And, yeah. um, so I knew, and I was like, what is going on? It really, it, it didn't freak me out until I just was like, what is happening? It was really late. I didn't call him um, because my kids had to get them to bed. I really didn't want to bother him. But the next morning I got a call from the hospital. My dad had fallen down 13 concrete stairs. He thought he was going upstairs and put the light on. And I'm talking like the EMT were like, I don't know how he's alive. Like, you know, cracked open his head. It was really bad. He's 77. Um, and I asked his wife and she said it happened five minutes, uh, before I got the five minutes after I got that sign. So that was very powerful. So yeah. I flew the next weekend to visit him. Long story short, this is, I'll make it quick. While I was in the airport, I've learned when things get light or light up to pay attention. And there was a book in the bookstore in the, in the airport. And it just, it was actually like a book on politics, but it had the word sacred and it like became yeah. gold. And I'm like, what is that? So I got into the plane. I started journaling. This is pre-pandemic. And I all I just kept hearing like sacred, sacred. And then I was like, sacred, same letters as scared. I'm like, that's weird. Why would I be needing to help people that are scared and turn it to sacred? And then I heard sacredology. And I'm like, what's that? Wow. I've never heard that. I wonder what that is. And so I for nine months, almost 10 months, I started writing. I remember I'd go to the gym, I'd be on the bike and I'd be like, sacredology. And I'd write about what it meant and ideas and notes. And it was actually in the pandemic, like that first week I woke up, that day that we were all like March 17th, I woke up and I heard a voice say, Julie, your mission just started. You need to get out there and help people. Mm -hmm. And right away that name came in and all of a sudden it was the most amazing, crazy, cool thing. I saw it. I saw School of Sacredology, and I always ask for a, like a give me a guide, give me a sense that this that I'm on the right track. And I said, well, if I 
if I shorten it, the acronym, I'm like, oh, it's SOS. I was like, okay, SOS. And it's, it, it's become this beautiful community where it's all about learning how to trust and tap into your intuition, how to tap into your heart wisdom. I have amazing leaders come to do master classes like the CEO of HeartMath. I've had PhDs in synchronicity, like beautiful master classes I do in some intuitive readings, but also teaching and practicing how do you, how do you, how do you turn into your sacred intuition? How do you go from something that's fearful to love? So yeah. this came out of, I mean, it's really quite amazing to me. I had no idea that's what would emerge, but um, it's a really powerful community. I'm in love with it and with this whole like teaching and living and, and finding a safe space to like bring the woo. Yeah. Um, that's founded in some science too, but you know, it's just people say like, oh, I love that I found a home where I can talk about this. Oh, that's fantastic. And all of that information is actually going to be included in the playbook um, with Julie's information, as well as the, uh, the assessment, the link for the assessment, because I think that everybody should go and do the assessment and figure out what intuition type you are. As Julie said, as you become uh, more accustomed to, a, to hearing the messages, um, you may actually develop more dominant types. They may start to sort of like expand out. And um, so I definitely think it's worthwhile you going and checking it out and seeing how you can actually tap into that. So thank you so much, Julie. Is there anything else that you would like to leave our listeners with today before we head off? Well, I just want to thank you. I think this topic is so important and amazing. I'm really honored to be here. And I would just say, you know, to those listening, of course, take what you like and leave the rest. Like yeah. if something didn't fit with you, then let it go. Um, but this is so worth your time and energy. The more that you lean in and practice and trust yourself, your inner knowing, I just, I can tell you, just watch out for miracles. Watch out for beautiful synchronicities. And of course, feel free to connect if I can like support or just to hear what's going on. And Jennifer, I really, I think this is so needed in the world. So I just honor you and thank you for, for holding this interview and summit and all of what you're doing. Oh, thank you so much for being here today, Julie. And I've really loved chatting to you and, and helping our listeners to understand the power of intuition and the power of tapping in and, and recognize that uh, we're not special. We, we've just learned the techniques to be able to do this and everybody can do it. We all have intuition, as Julie said. It's just a matter of us developing it. It's like any skill. And, and it does come down to trust. It comes down to trusting that your higher self is with you at all times and that you are being guided to live the best life you possibly can. So let's all live in um, abundance and, um, and let go of all that lack mentality that we've been, we've been dealing with and recognise that, um, that our higher self is there to guide us. So thank you so much for joining us with our interview with Julie today. And I look forward to seeing you in the next interview. Thank you, Julie. Thank you so much.